0: You never heard
1: of Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk podcast with Ben,
0: Morgan, and Andy. All right. Here we are. Let's do it. So, on. Uh, who we got out <laughs> here today? Andy brought in a special guest.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, become a frequent guest, Doug Trainer of uh, Cooper's Chase Vodka. Uh, founded, and I believe you kind of expanded that. Now you got
2: bourbon line going with that as well. Yeah, we we have two products. We got vodka and bourbon. I always get asked, "What's next? What's next? What's right. next?" Especially from my distributor, "What's next?" <laughs> and I seltzers. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I I I just would rather be very good at a couple things than be okay at a bunch of things. So right. That's my you. philosophy. Yep. Philosophy behind it.
1: Well, we, you mentioned before the show when I introduced you to the guys here, uh, Ben and Morgan. Uh, we've been friends for about five years now, and that kind of it's. I got to thinking how we met. And it was when I went to launch the our outdoor show, Chasing the Dream. I was looking for Nebraska businesses in Nebraska that kind of went in line with what we're trying to uh, convey and who we're trying to support and involve in our show. And uh, Doug was a slam dunk. It was a small business. Uh, you know, I'll have a drink every now and then, so that fit. Uh, but then also, Doug's an <laughs> outdoorsman as, as well, so like all the pieces just kind of came together, and we did. We did a couple spots, a couple commercials, and I think every now and then, because it's in a rotation, uh, your spots will still get played every now and then.
2: Well, awesome! I love. So free, yeah, out-of-times. there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, Perfect.
3: <laughs> so you just reached out to him and said, "Yeah, hey,
1: like we got this concept, this idea. We don't even have a name for this hunting and fishing show, but we're predominantly going to be going across Nebraska." Uh, to hunt deer and fish for largemouth bass, and Doug was all over. Like, yeah, that that sounds like the type of promotion we'd want to get behind. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's you know Nebraska is a unique state because we have a lot of loyal people in Nebraska, and you know some of the pros is we have about 1.4 million people, mm-hmm. and there are some days I think I know half of them, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then when I need something, there are some days I don't know any of them. Right. So. Yeah, it's a great state to be a part of because uh the people are really, really nice.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. Ben, how do we wanna gear this uh discussion today? I think we we're gonna talk about entrepreneurship, uh starting a small business.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh to hear a little bit of um Doug from you, kinda what you know, how'd you how'd you get started? At what what's this all about and um and, and just a little bit about yourself as well so we can introduce to the to the audience.
2: Well, I was in the bar and restaurant business for 20 years. Um, I was at one time the youngest bar owner in the state of Nebraska. I just turned 21 and uh, got involved in several different bars and restaurants. And as they became successful, I sold them and and kept moving the mark for myself. Um, as the mark got moved and as I got involved with, you know, my family. Uh, the bar and restaurant business is a different beast for most people. That's why most people fail at bars and restaurants is that when everybody else is playing, you're working. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and you have to be there. You can't just hire mm-hmm. everybody else to do your work for you. You have to be there. And in a small town in Nebraska, you know, the, the, the people, the patrons want to see the owner. And I was always there. We opened every morning at six thirty, and we closed at one in the morning. And then, you know, after, you know, big Friday nights or Saturday nights, right. I cleaned. So, and I was doing <laughs> a single, which is, hey, I can do that. Yeah. You know, but then as you have a family, you know, you, you're restricted, and then, you know, it just it it wasn't my thing then. So, uh, after twenty years, I just thought to myself, you know, I'd like to dabble making wine or beer or spirits. And wine and beer, I have to um, have refrigeration. And with distilled spirits, you don't need refrigeration. Mm. Mm. So, you know, I can put a barrel of whiskey out in my shed and it can be 20 below outside. It's not going to freeze, guarantee you. Right. It's not going to freeze. Now, when it gets below 40 degrees out Fahrenheit, it doesn't... um, it it's not um aging anymore yeah, it sure. it it's sitting steady but so that's the reason why I got into s- distilling and people um said well how how did you learn how to do it well you, i've been dabbling with it you know and, uh-huh. and either you're a distiller or you're a moonshiner so i mean <laughs> you know you connect
0: the dots there so what so what's the difference
3: i was just yeah. gonna say that what what is Uh-oh. it oh
2: has a license of moonshine. that's the difference yeah. okay, okay. Yep. so i mean <laughs> oh
3: crap we might have known that <laughs>
2: so yeah it, it, that's my redneck side of me um, <laughs> um but no i i guess i wanted to do it the right way i wanted to get you know, the the right licenses, go the right routes, mm-hmm. set up, a, you know, a, a good trail for something that I could carry on with my family if my family wanted to carry it on, you know. And so we did it all right. And that was, uh, well, tomorrow is going to be the start of 13 years. Mm. And, you know, when you start a business, it's like your own baby. And when you start several businesses, I got several babies, but, you know, you, you put blood, sweat, and tears in it. And you learn every inch about that business, but you also have to be very open-minded because you run across people that you network with that might give you an idea or might give you an inspiration to, to maybe turn that focus one way or the other. And, 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 and if you put the blinders up and you don't do that, you know, you might miss out on something that's, you know, not only profitable, but very satisfying Um, so I've kept a very open mind on this.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, just from my experience, uh, right after I got a hold of you, I got in touch with you, you had just changed your label. Uh, And so like everything I was digging up online had your old label and you're like, no, 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 Don't use that. Get that out of the spot. Uh, we got this new one. Let me, let me dig it up for you. And I I think it looks sharp. I really like it with the, uh, the skull, you know, across there, it kind of tells the story. And I don't even think we mentioned he's out of West Point. West Point, Nebraska is where your distilleries at, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, our county uh, is Cumming County, and we have a lot of livestock, a lot of cattle. I mean, we're the number one cattle feeding county in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and and I've been a part of that business also uh, with my day job, and I thought, why not bring that and put that on our label? And, and, you know, we're right on the banks of the Elkhorn river yep. and, and, uh, we incorporated that into our, our label and, and, and basically your label is your window to yourself. Mm-hmm. So this is my window to myself. And, and some people want to hook it to the Nebraska. Why didn't you put an N on it or something like that? And it's like, no, this is me. This is a, yeah. Yeah. this is me. You know this is how I portray it. You know this is, and 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 the name um, Cooper's Chase. You know I'm Cooper and I'm chasing a dream. That's how I came <laughs> up with the name. And 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 the reason why I did that was marketing, plain and simple. I mean I can market that name. I can't market my personal name because right. it's too plain. That's to me is a cool yeah. name. So Cooper's Chase. Cooper's Chase.
3: It is a good name.
1: Well and. Uh, one of the first things you mentioned to me, I mean, uh, we use corn off of our family farm and my father-in-law, you know, we turn most of that to ethanol. So of course, when I go to the pump, if I have the option, I'm buying as much ethanol as I can because that's supporting the family business, the Nebraska uh, corn grower. Uh, You use grain out of the local elevator there uh, in, you know, in your distillery. So like, once again, if I have my choice between vodkas or bourbons, um, if the taste is right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to get that right. Got to throw that out there. But I'd rather have, you know, enjoy a vodka drink or a bourbon drink, you know, using Nebraska grain or a grain from the Midwest. I mean, that's just kind of who I am and supporting your own, I guess.
2: You know, we tell our story thousands and thousands of times. And the one thing that I'll get a lot to is your product so much cheaper than your competitors. Is it a cheaper product? And the answer is, no, my product is affordable. So you guys try it. And I'm not gouging my you know, my clients, Mm -hmm. my customers. So I'm just trying to do it to make a living. And so when, when my competitors are at a different level, uh, that just goes to show you, you know, they're in it for all kinds of other reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm the business that supports the local youth basketball teams or the swim team or the churches Mm -hmm. or if someone gets sick, I jump up and I want to support that. You're not going to get a big name brand to do that. And to me, that's just part of being in a community. Some people are on the fire department and rescue. Um, This is how I can give back, you know, and... I, I get asked for a lot of things um, all the time, and at first, I would do everything and now I pick and choose right you know who I want to help. and I very rarely say no, especially if it's a a, a local thing and, and mm-hmm. a family needs some help. I you know I, I don't want no PR on that. I just that's what you do right that's that's part of being a part of the village.
1: Well, Ben and Morgan, I think this makes a lot of sense for you because you guys have been to a lot of soccer games over the years, and I got to think a lot of those parents have a little flask in their side to help them get through the, <laughs> the afternoon. So,
3: I mean, maybe. <laughs>
1: happens here and there.
3: Yeah, once in a while, you know, sports games.
1: So, yeah, maybe there's an avenue there for you, Doug. I don't know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know,
2: with, with the liquor laws, I got to be very careful. I can't advertise like at our local high schools. Cause oh, that, uh, that's true. It's not, code, you know, I can't be in their yearbook, you know, <laughs> but I get asked that. So a lot sure. of times we have to go a different route and do it personally instead of buy our business, you know. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I just, I, whatever business you're in, I just be a part of your community, be a part of your surroundings and get involved, you know. And, and that's my main advice for a business starting out. And you have to set your budget you have to set your parameters right away because you can't give everything away when you first get started because yeah. startup costs or hiccups in your business they happen mm-hmm. I mean I've gone through them they happen so you've yeah. got to have that reserve uh, for for them cases but I sure like helping people out
0: yeah and what I really like about that is what you're talking about you know so the business that you guys are in you can't necessarily, be advertising, like you said, in in the schools and these types of things, but you guys as individuals, you you and your wife and your family still give. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of that comes from these small businesses, all the stuff that these folks are doing out here and pumping it back into the community. And it's such a big thing.
2: Right, right. And we have in our area, we're so fortunate, we got a lot of projects that are done in our area and we have a very giving group of businesses in our area. They get hit up all the time. And and s- some things are more important to other businesses, you know. I'm all about anything that's related to a family. You know, that's what I'm about. So, whether it's a walking trail or a new swimming pool or, you know, whatever. Someone's mm-hmm. in need, you know, someone has some health issues or yeah. there's an elderly person that just you know, needs a new porch on their house. You know, let's let all chip it and take care of it yeah. type of thing.
0: Even down here where we're at, like here in um, in the small town, it's similar, probably to what you're talking about. But you know, you go to the local uh, football games and 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 all the the sports teams and these kinds yeah. of things. And what do you see on the shirts of of all these kids? Is mm-hmm. all the local businesses. Yeah. You know, you don't see the the big national chains and those kinds of things, like, literally, that is the heartbeat. Like, that's what's pumping mm-hmm. these towns and, mm-hmm. and and these communities. Uh, and there's just no way around it. I mean, it, it, there's no way that we could operate without it.
1: There really isn't. And that's why, you know, you try and practice what you preach. And so if you do have an option to buy local, you know, it sounds good and everyone supports it. Where's the T-shirt, right? Yeah. But, man, when I have to depart, you know, this is $2 cheaper than that whether it's a burger, fruit, you know, whatever, you know, uh, people have a tough time doing that. You know, even you, you see, like, local uh, dairy farms try and do their own brand, and it's like, oh, wow, $7 a gallon, no way. Like, really? You know, like, well, think about what you're saying there and think about what your your implications are. It you makes know?
0: It, And it makes a big difference, I think, what you're saying is w- where your head's at. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what what's important to you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You know, what I've noticed over the last 30 years of being in retail business is consumers are very smart and the demographics, whether it's male or female or the age groups um, all play a difference. The consumers now, and I'm talking probably the 21s to 40 year olds, They are very inquisitive. They ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. I think that's awesome. Because the generation right above that, which is my generation, they don't do that. (laughs) I mean, they really don't. So um, I was at a a store in Omaha just last week. And uh, the store is known to have very uh, inquisitive people. People that want to know how your product's growing where it comes from, Mm -hmm. who touches it, you know, and I explained all that to them and they wanted to know, they were intensely listening to every word I said. And I thought, man, that's awesome. You know, but it's just that generation, yeah, you know, so the generation behind it, as I get older, what are they going to be like? You know, (laughs) um, the way people purchase nowadays too, is really, really different from when I started. I mean, You have a lot of online stuff, and in in, in the alcohol business, that that's a tough gig because you just can't throw a bottle of booze into a box and send it by the post office (laughs) because that's not good. Um, So, so people don't, you know, with the pandemic and everybody's tired of hearing that, but it, it changed the way people purchase. So you small businesses, whether it's restaurants, bars. Uh, they really had to change their style of marketing, advertising, mm-hmm. how they talk to their customers, their menus. Um, and I've been trying to be as supportive as possible to them businesses to help them succeed because some of them service, hospitality, industry businesses have really taken a hard hit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I feel sorry for them. And, and the ones that um, are family-owned and they're really into the business, and on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. they are the ones that are succeeding. Some of the businesses that maybe are five, six-store chain type of things, they're hurting. So that just goes to show you, bigger is not always better. What you have and you can control under your own you know eyes, They're the ones that are succeeding right now.
1: Now, That's an interesting point there, Doug, because, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand, and you said, look, we're still a really, really small business, and you've taken measures here and there to kind of keep it that way because i got to imagine you had some opportunities to grow fast or grow big or get get partnered up with maybe a a bigger brand or bigger label, but you decided to keep it kind of in-house, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, I always tell people I gain customers one at a time. It's slow, methodical. Sometimes it's not fast enough for me either. But <laughs> I have found out that as I gain customers, they're loyal. And to me, in business, loyalty is everything. And in today's world, we're lacking a lot of that. So I always tell people, you can't call the owner of Jim Bean, but you can call me. There you go. And I'll answer your question. If I don't have the answer, I'll find out the answer. Yeah. So that's, I take pride in that. I take pride in that because I'm accessible. I don't have a recording, you know, on my phone Mm -hmm. saying, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to this person or talk to this department. I I don't have that. You know, it's me.
3: Which is huge because, like you said, the education part. But where do you think that comes from? I guess I'm thinking, you know, you said that age... Category of that this twenty-one to forty-ish, you know what I mean, is really inquisitive. I mean,
2: well, the the tech and the the, the items that that generation uses on a daily basis, you know, a cell phone. Um, I used to have a big old flip phone
1: yeah. years ago, oh, yeah.
2: and and now I can order a cheeseburger off my phone. So it's yeah. come a long ways, and and these. these younger purchasers they know you know they know how to buy an airline ticket on their phone you know and and i have a tough time you know doing that yeah so (laughs) i mean they're they're very savvy i mean they're very smart people but it interests them and you know then you got throw the social media aspect into it and all of our print marketing kind of went by the wayside and everything's digital oh, yeah. now Phil. Yeah.
3: So. it's the needing to know that just don't you think yeah it's the so.
2: desire it's in in not knowing pushes them more to want to know yep so they keep poking the pig you know to to find out what 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 they're eating what they're drinking you know where it came from i People might laugh laugh at that, but that's what's going on. And if you oh, no, and, yeah. and if people don't realize that, they they better get in tune with that quick. Right. Well,
1: and Morgan, I think there's a huge opportunity there, and you've probably already seen it, Doug. Where, yeah, this generation or you know, twenty between twenty and forty year olds, when they go to a restaurant, they want to know what what spirits am I drinking? They don't want to just do the well. And if if there's something like Cooper's Chase on the menu. You know, okay. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And if there's a story behind it and it makes sense and they like it, uh, of course, that's the type of drink they're going to order. That. Yeah. And but, I think a lot of restaurants are going that way.
0: Yeah. And and what you t- touched on earlier, Doug, with the with the folks like wanting to know, um, a, a lot of businesses don't realize. So, to begin with, it's it's way more work, obviously, to engage with those customers those clients whatever because they want to know all this stuff like you said you're out there you're you're telling them the story you're you're at the liquor store you're having to put in the the work uh but at after that happens those people are way more engaged oh yeah because at that point now it's Mm -hmm. like i know this brand i know where it came from i know what they're doing and now you've got customers (laughs) and buyers for life which is uh I don't know. Like, honestly, it's like, it's way more fun. It's, it's, it's more fulfilling.
2: Yes, it is. You know, it's, you're planting seeds and then hoping to reap a crop at the end, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're building a foundation you got to have a strong foundation. And if you turn somebody on that person, chances are they're going to tell six, seven, eight people. Right. And, and, and have a good experience. I always tell people, take my product, do go home and do a, an actual taste test. You know, take your favorite brand and put it against mine. You know, I'm okay. It It's okay to be in second place. Sure. Because sometime down the road, that first place product might not cut it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm in second place. So that... It, it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow at first, you know? <laughs> Especially yeah. if I go over to, like, a family member's and I see a bottle of Tito's on the kitchen counter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, that just, I mean, that bo- makes my blood boil. But, you know, my... Still got a smile,
1: though. You got to take it. <laughs> yes, you do.
2: And, and lots of times they'll see me lock eyes with that bottle and I lock eyes Ooh. with them. And they know mm. without me saying anything that they made a mistake or, or whatever. So, but it does happen. I mean, I I get it. I get it. It does happen. Um, and I, I go with the flow on that, but, um, most generally the people that do blind taste tests with my product actually love our products and they can't believe that that's our product. So, um, all generations, all buyers are hooked on marketing too mm-hmm. so they yeah. if if the package is pretty and the price is expensive well it has to be good it's expensive Ooh, yeah you know and i get it's a, a lot better. of that i get a lot yeah. of that and well you, you know you're kind of a, in the middle of the road pricing it you know it's, it it's subpar mm-hmm. no it's not it's mm-hmm. top shelf mm-hmm. priced affordably yeah. you know and and i i do that all the time and sometimes it's like preaching to no one <laughs> Yeah.
0: <right>. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yelling down
0: an empty hallway yeah that's it yeah and that's an interesting uh category because exactly like you said it's like the higher priced it must be better quality and that happens with a lot of different things but mm-hmm. in particular with liquor yeah yeah you know starbucks
2: like, you know they got excellent brand i mean yep. G- yep. good marketing plan you know but uh ten dollars for a cup of coffee yeah no no yeah. not cool <laughs> not good. I'll,
3: I'll brew my own yeah yeah not good <laughs> cool. you know
2: um i do tell people you, you know if you're going to buy our products my products you know they're not shooting products you know don't mm-hmm. buy it
0: to shoot it you know oh sure yeah
2: mix it mine are sipping products you know okay. mine, mine are to enjoy it you know if if you just want to get one place and go fast you know, buy that $6 bottle, yeah, you know, right, yeah. I'm not, I'm not your person. So, you know, it, some people just want to grab a shot and shoot it. And it's like, ah. uh.
0: right, right, <laughs> you know? yeah, right.
2: no, don't do that.
0: Just get, get a little taste. Yeah. So you, you kind of talked about how, uh, you know, obviously how you got into it and, and how it interested you and those types of things. Um, as far as, as making it and being a Nebraska company, how does that work from the beginning in terms of the raw materials and and that process where does that come from and 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 how do you stay involved with that uh well you're looking at
2: the distiller the bottler the labeler the capper I do everything yep a lot of your companies are are not that way a lot of your companies are large yep. batch we're small batch. We, I mean, we do things yep. small. Yep. Um, all my products are, they come from the Midwest. All the grains come from the Midwest. So, okay. Some of it comes from Nebraska. Some of it comes from Iowa, whatever. Yeah. My, my grains come in clean. So I don't have to clean them. I, I, I try to make the process, I guess, um, as easy as I can possibly make it. Um, we make it right on our farm so one nice thing is I can walk outside my house and write to work. And um, it's, about, that is nice. it's like 20 yards. So that's, that's so awesome. Um, especially like on a, I, I always say it like a snowstorm, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone will call me out, what are you doing, Doug? I'm making liquor. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's so cool to say that, <laughs> you know, but um, a lot of my equipment, when I first got started, I had to make myself. You know, and as, because the, the equipment that is used for distilling is very, very expensive. Yeah. I mean, thousands of dollars. So I had to modify and jerry-rig a lot of things to make it work for me. It works. It, it's great. Every label that you see on our bottles, every cap that you see on the bottles, every topper you see on the bottle is all done by hand. Really? Everything is done by hand. Wow. All these bottles are filled up one at a time. Okay. Um, we have several different sizes of each product. And the smaller the size, the harder it is, the more labor intense it sure. is. Yep. So I always call them the airplane shooters, the 50 yep. ML yep. that you can buy at the convenience stores on the corner there in the in the fishbowls. Um, when I get an order from them, for them from my... Uh, distributor, it just, it's like getting s- punched in the gut. <laughs> There's just oh, like yeah. so much effort. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Every one of them little caps, I screw on by hand. And all the labels are put on by hand. Yeah. So that, is it a loss leader? Absolutely, it's a loss leader. But it gives a chance for the consumer to buy something mm-hmm. for a dollar, and try it before they maybe buy it for $17. And that's my philosophy behind that. Now, during the pandemic, um, last year in April, I lost 40% of my business in six weeks. Hmm. And that was bars and restaurants. Oh, okay. I mean, when they shut down, it was was a blow. Mm -hmm. And then the next two months, I seen something strange it it picked up in the stores yeah my main size that i sell a 750 milliliter bottle um everybody kind of graduated and went to the 1.75 big boys hmm. yeah so yeah. i mean
3: not doing much else. they're hanging out in the garage
2: and, and and they they're coming prepared so and I thought maybe that would rotate back as things relax, and it hasn't. I mean, they're buying the big boys. And I think, you know, and this is just my perspective, but I think people, they still go to the grocery store, but instead of going once a week, they go maybe twice a month. Sure. So, so and, and they do this with a lot of different items, not just spirits, but I'm sure… You know, everything from macaroni and cheese to mm-hmm. hot dogs, you yeah. know, you just double yeah. up on everything, you know. And and I think this thing also taught people to, uh, oh, be a little bit of a prepper, you know, <laughs> right. And, right. You know right. and and have stuff ready, you know, especially the TP. Yeah. You know, uh, I can't, still can't <laughs> believe true. that. You know? If you can get it. Yeah, good. if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> grab your liquor and your TP all in one yeah. shot. And, and, <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, that's been very, and and what you said there, um, that interested me when when you said your business went down, because I've heard everything about like, people are drinking way more and hanging out at the house, but then it came back. So obviously the, the restaurants that totally makes sense. Right. Uh, And they're still a mess, but Mm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that carries on because obviously. So do you think that it's in general with what happened with the pandemic and so on and so forth, has that been a positive for your business or? No, it's never a positive. No. Yeah. I I mean, if
2: I could have a predictable year at least once, I haven't had a predictable year in five years, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's part of being a entrepreneur, you know, you just kind of got to roll the punches and, and, you know, you, you start the football game with a game plan, but you might have to. change it up as it goes um this was a big change up for everybody and you know i i get down once in a while and i just tell myself there's people that have it a lot worse than me yeah Yeah. they have a family member that maybe got really sick or something like that and 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 i I, my heart goes out to them people so um but you learn learn to adapt you you um, network with people that's in your industry uh, because they want to talk too i mean I think even before the pandemic, our just being social one-on-one with people really gone downhill. And then the pandemic happened, and it really took being social downhill. And if I could live my life without doing anything, I always have to have the social aspect, the hands-on people, Mm -hmm. look at them in the eye um having a having a beer with them or a soda and, with them or or you know chase vodka with them i mean there you go that's that to me is important i i, I really need that uh that's my drug of choice i guess well, yeah
0: you and you touched on it in the beginning where you said like you know you're a people person you got to be around them and, and that's the business that you're in yep. i mean that's what mm-hmm. that's what all this fosters right is just hanging out yeah
2: and, and yeah. part of my marketing you know prior to covid was um you go to stores and do sampling. And, I mean, I used to do probably 30 to 50 samplings just in the fall. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And, and you know, you do a sample, people would try it, they would buy a bottle, you know, because they liked it. That rug was yanked right, sure. right then yep. and there. Yep. Um, I have a, a, a wide variety of customers, and when I say customers, I'm talking stores, restaurants, bars, mom-and-pop stuff the mom and pop stores is my core of my business whether they're liquor stores, grocery stores, restaurants, taverns, bars, whatever mom and pops made my business so i'm always a phone call away if i can help them out they got some special event and an anniversary coming up for their store i want to help prop them up i'll do whatever yeah. i can and and uh, now i do have some chain stores that i have my product in and and they're great. I mean, I have to take it all, but boy, I I really watch out for my mom and pops because they they have really taken it hard. You know. Oh yeah. And and uh, that
1: that made me cringe. And you just put you just worked it into a sentence there, but you said I lost forty percent of my business from the restaurants and bars closing down. Well, think of the restaurants and bars. You yeah. Know, most of those guys lost 90% or more. They had to figure out how to cater or whatever. They had to adapt. And even if they didn't want to do catering and curbside pickup type stuff, well, tough. It's either close up completely or figure it out. And, I mean, it, just, it really just put a lot of that stuff on top of its head. And like you said, the social aspect, you'd go down to the bar after work, after a tough day to have a have a drink, have a toddy, have a smoke, And I just got
2: taken away from people just like, like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and people want to socialize. People want to be around people, you know, and, and, uh, I I think that the, uh, I I think we're back on track, you know, I mean, we, we kind of got a hiccup going here now, but I I think it'll, we'll work out of it. Um, you know, we're, we're in such unknown territory for everybody that who has the right answer? There, there really isn't a right answer. But when you quit trying, that's when you need to get out of the business that you're in. Yeah. you know, you got to always try. And trust me, I have failed at several different <laughs> avenues of trying to promote my business. And you get kicked in the teeth, you get back up, and you, you try something else. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. And, and uh, you, you take note, make note of that, and, and don't do it again. Yeah,
0: for sure. What do you think uh, one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking about that, uh, you know, based on what you've done your whole life and, and, and being an entrepreneur and getting involved in all these businesses, obviously you're willing to take risks and a lot of folks aren't. Uh, what, where do you think that comes from, like for you at least, being that, that risk taker and, and interested in those kinds of things and getting after it that way?
2: Um, I believe a lot of it's genetics um i'm wired a little bit differently hmm. my wife will be the first one to tell you that but um, uh, sleep is overrated
0: <laughs>
1: sleep when you die sleep when you're dead
2: yeah, yeah you, know, you, you know you push yourself to the limits as you get older you kind of get wiser and and you don't you don't listen to that advice when you're in your 20s trust me on that one yeah but uh, uh as you get older you you pick and choose your battles um I I do believe that people that um, are good at business, sometimes they don't need to um, have a wide variety of, whether it's products or items that they sell. Mm -hmm. Just be good at what you have. You know, be the best. You know, I was in um, the restaurant business. We didn't have a big menu, but we were great at what we did. We were in a town of 600 people. We served 750 meals average a week out of that. Jeez. And the place sat 40 people. So, I mean, our menu wasn't very big. It was just up on the wall on a mm-hmm. Pepsi menu board. <laughs> Yeah, the old, yeah but, but we cranked the food out, and we gave people good value for their money. And and that's what people want.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: you might have a, a, a local person that just, in our hometown, started up a taco business out of a food truck. Sweet. And they put neon lights around it it's clean the people are friendly and they're getting busy and they they don't have 50 items on their menu they got 10 right but everybody knows when you pull up there that's what you get and i think we need as a society to maybe condense down just a little bit yeah, yeah. and and not be so spread out
3: Con, mm-hmm. you know consistency consistent don't you
2: think? yeah yep you know uh when when you buy a Coke, you know a yeah. Coke's gonna taste like a Coke. Gonna taste like a Coke, you know.
1: It's been said the the hardest beer to brew is a Budweiser because everybody knows exactly what it tastes like, and it's a lighter lager. So like any little fluctuation, you're gonna know that's not a Budweiser. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: So I mean, just follow your heart, follow your gut. You're gonna have a lot of people give you advice, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's gonna have to report to the banker. And sometimes a banker is your wife, and sometimes a banker <laughs> is a banker. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah. Or both. Oh, jeez. Yes,
3: right?
0: Yeah, it, and it's true. I mean, it's it's such a different mentality. It's a different breed. It's, And I think, you, like you said, genetics. You know, you touched on that um, with what we do with our businesses and that. Uh, both of my parents were entrepreneurs, and, and mm-hmm. we're doing those kinds of things. It's, I guess that's just what we were raised in. Right. And then it, it, it makes you long for that.
1: Well, I think there's a there's an element of how you were raised and you were allowed to fail as a kid, and mm-hmm. and your parents wouldn't come down on you or or be too hard on you if you did fail. If anything, I know my father was always kind of I could tell he was kind of proud. He's like, well, at least he gave it a shot. I mean, now go tape up your arm because you know you fell and this and that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot to that, and just they're you know risk takers. They are. They're just a, <laughs> kind of a different breed of people. Oh,
2: no. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you hook that with ag and the ag community is probably, I would say number one in risk taking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, but you, you have to do that in today's world. And, and there's a lot of good producers out there that are very large. There's a lot of good producers that are small. You know, they have to customize their program to what fits them. And, uh, Sometimes companies get too big too fast, and they're not deep. They don't have that foundation set. Mm-hmm. That was always my fear: is I just don't want to get too big too fast. You know, now I'm going. I need to get faster. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: So as a as a business owner, and, and what you see happening with your business, um, do you, do you worry about at some point getting it getting big to the point where like. Man, I don't have the grip that I had. Because what you're talking about, you know, where you're directly involved, like you're the guy. People can call you. Uh, you know, if they got a question, if they want to know about what's going on with these drinks or whatever, that you're the guy. So do you ever worry about the fact that someday this thing's going to get so big that I'm, like, they're not going to be able to call me anymore and things are going to change?
2: No, because I'm going to be accessible.
0: I That's, that's
2: always a goal is I... I'm one of you guys. You know, I, I just, I, I don't ever want to be that other person, that mm-hmm. that conglomerate. In the liquor industry, a lot of your spirit companies were sold off. Company owned. Sure. Actually, Jim Beam's owned by the Japanese, I believe.
0: I think that's right, yeah.
2: So, I mean, huh. you know, InBev bought Budweiser.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: They're from, I believe, uh, uh, Brazil. Germany or... So. I,
1: I thought it was British, but whatever. Yeah, yeah they're, they're foreign
2: owned, yeah. which that's fine. That's their prerogative, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to do that. Now, when that carrot or if that carrot's ever dangled in front of me, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe so, maybe not. But I, I enjoy having control. Yeah. And I enjoy people. So as long as I'm with people, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, that's something that a lot of people don't realize when you're, you said earlier, it's kind of like your kids, like you're raising your kids, you know, that, I mean, that's your business and it's your baby and you're bringing it up and you're taking care of it and you're directly involved. And, and someday, you know, if you're fortunate enough, uh, someone big comes in and, and, and wants the thing and you move on. But I suspect just from talking with you here that, uh, it's not something that you that you would expect, accept. And then just go sit on the couch. Like it'd be, what's the next thing?
2: Right, right. There, there would always be another thing.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, whether I, I turn it over to a family member or I sell it or, you know, just dissolve it. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I would like to keep it going. You know, I, I live for the moment, you know, sometimes you can plan a lot for the future, but if you don't live the moment, you know, life passes you by. No Mm -hmm. no. (sighs) doubt. Got to stay young. Just going to say that and <laughs> just pass
3: you by. Yep. It's so true.
2: Well,
1: cool. Let's get a little plug in here then, Doug. Where can people uh, find Cooper's Chase? I mean, I would assume parts, I mean, across the Midwest.
2: Yeah, you can get it across the Midwest. What I tell people is um, go to your favorite store, your favorite store, your favorite establishment, restaurant, bar, tavern, pub, and ask for it. Ask for it by name. Um, they might have it. They might not. All them places can bring it in, though, if there's a demand for it. They can bring it in. And it don't cost them any extra to bring it in. Uh, I tell people that are in the hospitality business, if you get our bottles and just set it on the back shelf and hope people order it, th- you're not going to have success with it. Yeah, right. You have to promote it. Whether you're promoting a drink, you know, like a Nebraska Mule or a Nebraska Bloody Mary or something. The people that promote it have so much success because… Of the story. Yeah, they have the success of the story that's already there, but they also have a success that the consumers nowadays want a local product. So when they put it up on their menu board or in their menus Mm -hmm. or their table tents or whatever people will order it and when they order it at them stores or at at their establishments they'll go to the store and then they'll look for it on the shelf and then they can get it also right you know at at their their store so the mom and pops are are my core so Mm -hmm. don't ever be afraid to ask and and uh i give uh all the stores the pos material that they need to promote it Um, i tell like c stores especially with the holidays coming um, I got em, I got a few of them making gift baskets with okay. a Nebraska-made basket. You know everything from cheeses to sausage to my spirits to maybe uh, some honey, and, and make a holiday basket and set that by the register on the counter. So when people are going to their family mm-hmm. or holiday parties or someone's traveling through the town. They'll say, well, that's cool. That's so unique. I'll buy that basket yeah. and bring that to that event or that party, or that anniversary, that birthday. Mm-hmm. They just love it. I mean, I get uh, lots of people that do that. Um, my wife, she makes bouquets. So she'll take, she'll go, I mean, she's a Hobby Lobby person and <laughs> she'll she'll get a vase and she'll get sticks and then take... Um, the glue gun and mm-hmm. take our little airport shooters and glue them to the glue gun, you know, and, and make a bouquet out of our oh, that's our, our spirits. And then she'll stick candy bars and stuff in there. So like when a dad's having a birthday or a mom's having a, yeah. a birthday or whatever, or yeah. a bad day, instead of getting a bouquet of flowers, you get a bouquet of spirits. Okay. So, <laughs> be so we've had a lot of success <laughs> with that too. You know, um, we are on social media, Facebook. Um, we, we yeah. even started TikTok. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter.
1: I do follow you on on Facebook, and when I see a a restaurant or a tavern in Norfolk, Nebraska, or whatever, um, promote you or pick you up, like, look who's serving Cooper's Chase now. I always do a little fist bump, like, there's Doug. That's Doug getting it done.
2: Yeah, you know, and when, you know, a steakhouse brings our product in, I want to go eat there. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. And, and, and I... I mean, look at me. I, I like food. <laughs> you know, I enjoy food. So, you know, I, I, I like going there, but I like promoting their business and helping that business out, you know. And, and yeah. say, you know, one hand rubs another. Yeah. So that's, that's what we do. You know, we like to go out on tour. I mean, Elsie at Manali. Yeah. Manawai. Popu- Manawai. okay. Population one. one. Yeah. But there was a big article now that they, they yeah. said in the census there's two. Oh, Ooh elsie's upset oh boy yeah yeah, yeah. but she has cooper's chase so yeah. when we were up yeah. north fishing at a pond uh we had to stop and see elsie and she had our products on the back bar there how cool is that yeah. that is so cool that andy,
0: andy is... yeah. took me there one time oh yeah
1: yeah well, i mean it's a world-renowned place yeah. so well, you gotta yeah. do it i guess i'm next yes yeah never right been on. yeah yeah yeah
3: no but i keep looking at the bottle i really do love your logo and your shirt Look it's at, really uh, cool l-
2: read the bat label and and I wrote that and that's on both them bottles it's the same story but it, it's it, it's what I am that's sweet
0: yeah it's a, I, I love the idea and um, you know these small businesses and people making it happen and you know I've got my computer up here and'm I'm, I'm on your website and you know there's there's a button here that just says email Doug <laughs> 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 you know like, yeah, I mean, how do you get any closer to a company or a brand than this type of thing? And, yeah. and you guys are doing cool stuff. I mean, it's... you know, Good and, for you.
3: This and, is
2: awesome. And I like doing things like this because sometimes our day is so busy trying to compete with Goliath. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this brings me back to my roots and this makes me feel this is why I want to be in a small business yep. is people like yourselves and sometimes you get caught in the fight so much that you you need to take a step back every once in a while and 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 doing this is my step back
1: yeah man enjoy what you're doing right
2: Yes. right
0: yeah i think there's uh, also i guess what one of the last things that i'd want to say is and i was kind of touching on it earlier entrepreneurs and we all are here you 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 have these big dreams and all these cool things and you hear about all this crazy stuff that you know people do and what your business can do and and so on and so forth but uh and and we're go-getters i mean obviously we're going to get after it but you got to remember to keep it keep it close to home and and do stuff the way that you're talking about doing it you you can get too big for your britches there's no doubt about that and uh and if you want a good quality brand uh organization something people can be proud of Sometimes you just got to keep it a little bit smaller, Yeah, Yeah. you know. Sometimes it's not
1: about the destination, it really is about the journey, you know. It is
2: about the journey every day. You know, and and I always tell people, too, in any kind of business, don't be afraid to network, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, a a plumber might give me a great idea, Mm -hmm. you know. You know, you can cross different business industries. And get their perspective on something, be very open minded, and good things will come from that and if anything else, you make a good friend yeah you yeah. know and yeah. and i love that's what I love talking to people, finding out what they do, what makes them tick yeah you know and and I've gotten so much good advice from normal people mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. sometimes
1: outside of the industry, yeah,
2: yeah, sometimes the suit and ties um yeah lead you down wrong path. Mm-hmm. you know they're they're steering you instead of guiding you um, and, and sometimes you got to make that decision you know not to do something that maybe looks really good to do yeah.
3: mm-hmm. I hear you now, now don't be saying girls get all sappy here I mean Andy you're talking like Ooh, it's about the destination it well, is okay <laughs> yeah. I liked it I, I have a soft kay?
1: side, believe it or Thank not. Thank you. I do, yes, soft all right. It's good. Yeah, and we're talking about soft wow. to start the thing. Up. I know. <laughs> God.
0: I'll Tell you something else though. I'm about to open one of these. Just so we've got the the bourbon here in front of me, and I would like to give it
2: take a little, a little taste. sip,
0: a little pull before I mean, we a, sign off here. What is it? It's it's only eleven. Close enough. Yeah. It's no big there deal. we go. It's no <laughs> it
2: twelve o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh,
3: for sure. Five. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, at our outfitter, Doug, we always try to keep a bottle or two uh, in stock. And what's end up happening is people come by, and then they leave with them. <laughs>
0: so it's like all right, really? That's cool.
1: Yeah, they, they, they just do. take it. Uh, it they take it, them back to
0: it, Virginia. They take woo! them back to. That's It's kind of like soap at the
2: soap at the motel. Exactly. I'm like, all right. It. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's us so awesome.
0: guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, man, I do like that. It's uh, oh yeah, that's a good drink. I'm I'm a bourbon guy for sure, and I'm not I'm not well uh, versed on them, but. You know have yeah. a number of them that we drink at home and, and that's good i like that
2: you know there's, it, a nice there's a saying in wine and it's just with any spirits you know drink what you like yeah mm-hmm. you're going to get different experts that that will tell you different things yeah, just try what you like um like i said a little bit ago my products aren't made to shoot yeah you know i i, I, yeah. I didn't get in the business to make shooters and and get drunk quick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know,
2: I, I made a good sociable, enjoyable spirit.
0: Again, it's like, like you said earlier, the drink is about the journey. Yep. Just hanging out with it.
2: Yep. And I have met so many awesome people in the state of Nebraska. Characters. I call them characters, you know, (laughs) and, and I can just think of different characters. I could write a book on some of these people and, and, Everyone has something positive that I try to pull and, and always put back in my memory file. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's what making spirits is all about—relationships. Yep.
3: Can I ask real quick before we sign off? What do you do with the mess up barrels? Do you have any? Uh, you know, that are has too I much have, high percent or
2: like, um, where, where? When I where, get barrels in, I'll get barrels in from Missouri. I'll get barrels in from. North Carolina, I'll get barrels in from Minnesota. Most of the barrels are coming out of independent stave company out of Missouri. Um, they're all with oak yeah. oak trees. Mm-hmm. But you pull a barrel from different parts of the United States, the grains in the wood are tighter. So, like so Minneso- it's going to taste different. Yeah, it's going to taste different. So Minnesota oak is going to taste different than Missouri oak hmm. or North Carolina oak and when you put alcohol in a barrel the best way to describe it it's like a piston in an engine and that that alcohol is getting pushed into the wood and then as it gets cooler out it'll pull back and you get that push and pull every year mm-hmm. and it's a piston action and the longer you leave it in the barrel you, the, the the romantic name is Angel Share. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the romantic name. Mm-hmm. It's evaporation is what's happening. <laughs> oh. And you okay. lose about six percent in the barrel. So if something's aged, let's say twelve years, that that product's gonna be probably pretty expensive. It's not because the product maybe tastes better. Um, it's because when they opened it up there was about a half of a barrel from what they started Less with yeah sure mm. you okay. know so as that product sitting in the barrel too um, you're not getting paid for that I mean it's yep. it's it's uh, like a squirrel packing away nuts for the winter you know you just you don't get it you, you can look at it and you can touch it but you can't drink it you know mm-hmm. but in the end, it's it's all good. I mean, you pull it out and you can marry a couple barrels together to, to you know try to get the consistency. So you don't have a ton of waste. Oh no, okay. no, no, okay. no. <laughs> You're like, no. no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. So when I purchase the barrels, after I dump the barrels, and them barrels are already spoken for. I have a few people oh. that want them for, let's say, their bars at home. Um, most of them go to wineries and they put their red wines. Because they want a hint of that bourbon in their oh. Chardonnay, or not their Chardonnay, but their Merlot or whatever. Um, so it, the winemakers love barrels. Okay. Um, when I get barrels in, I hydrate them. I fill them up with water to find out if there's any leaks because there's nothing more gut, oh. gut-wrenching gut when you fill it up. Have oh, you I done bet. that? Oh, Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. so you have wasted some alcohol. Y-
2: you oh, scramble yeah. really quick. I mean, <laughs> you start drinking, you start grabbing jugs. I mean, it's like, holy cow. <laughs> the, the cow sprung a lake, you know. Right. Um, so you hydrate the okay. barrels with water just to make sure. And as the w- wood swells, it'll seal it up too. And you're always going to have seepage from barrels. So if, if you go into any barrel house or they call it a rick house, you go in any of them places... It has that hint of whiskey in the air. Well, you got evaporation, plus you got leakage from the barrels. And it caramelizes, and it, it makes it like a, a sap from a tree. Mm-hmm. And you take your finger and just scoop yeah. off a bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good, man. Oh, <laughs> that's good. But uh, any barrels that are just, you can't um, get them to seal, then I just, I just sell yeah. them. They become planters for mom's flowers. Yeah. And,
3: I just wondered how much waste you had. Barrel wise and then liquor wise. Yeah, so that's not
2: too interesting. much waste. Okay. No, not too yeah. much waste. Um, you, you learn really quick. Limit that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn. That's really quick. money pouring it's, out. It's money, honey. Yep. A lot of money.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Nice.
3: Good, good info cool. here. Yeah, it's been fun. It's yeah, nice, it's nice to meet it. you.
0: Yeah. You got to take
3: been a, a drink. Okay. I'll be honest. You said you got to find your drink. I'm not a big. Bourbon Sip it. Ben is. I, yeah,
2: right. That. So what I tell people when they're drinking bourbon. I, it's not that uh, I can't. Uh, you know, you could smell it first. But I always say put a little bourbon in a rocks glass or a, a shot glass. <laughs> drop an ice cube in that. Yes. And then have your beer on the side.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Have a couple of sips of beer. Have a little sip of whiskey.
3: Need the round oh. ice ball. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. In yeah. the nice yeah. short cup. Right, yeah. right. I mean... And it's we do always have that
2: at home. It, it's always better cold. Yeah, but you know, um, no bitter backer, eh? I tell people to stick their vodka in the freezer. Oh
0: yeah,
2: just it, so it's it, super not, cold. It's not going to freeze. Okay, yeah, I see a
0: lot of people doing that. Yeah, it's not going to freeze. I like it. Well, awesome. Great.
2: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for having me on today. For sure, it's awesome. Appreciate. having Nice me to out meet here. you, Doug. Yeah,
0: you bet. It's been fun. You got anything else, Andy?
1: I don't. We covered a lot there. Yep. I, I kind of liked how that conversation went to a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Maybe we weren't expecting it to, but mm-hmm. then that always kind of happened. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? yep. Yep. I guess at least with My us. English teacher always said I was a master at winging it. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> just
3: go email Doug if you have any questions. It's on that, the website. Yeah,
0: you can just click on email Doug. I see it here. I really like that. That is cool. Yep. Very personal. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I uh, guess we'll... Catch everybody later or what?
3: Yeah, Yeah,
1: I'm saying catch catch everybody later. See you on the next one.
0: All All right, right. peace. See you.